beginning transmission 88 wolverine old man logan file under happy birthday mark millar This week's episode of the Funny Books and Firewater Podcast. Tenders all while trying to not sound like complete morons in the process. You can find these idiots on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. You know no, what? You read too many comic books. <laughs> we now join Brian. I'm too sober for this shit. Hello, boys and girls. Welcome to Happy Talk. Uh, uh, yeah. your voicemail. Every time when I do call you and you don't answer, it's like, welcome, boys and girls. You have reached oh, no, Brian's voicemail. It's ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. There That's you go. Yeah. So it's That's just great. that forced joviality thing going oh, on. Oh, completely. There. Yeah, the, the guy I had to do that for me actually did uh, radio in college. I can um, tell. So, yeah, so he recorded it for me. Yeah, my voicemail sounds like this. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, due to unforeseen circumstances, that's kind of how it goes. So here we'll try it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to this week's episode of the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. This week we're discussing the Wolverine Old Man Logan, a classic from our good friend Mark Miller. We're here celebrating his birthday this week, and of course, joining us, we have the wonderful and talented Mr. Maya. Hey, everyone. Uh, my name's Jeremiah. You can catch me if you're in Salt Lake City uh, up at Dr. Volt's Comics, 2043 East, 3300 South. Uh, you can also catch me on Twitter at Mr. Maya and Instagram at the Mr. Maya. I like cats. <laughs> he does like cats. And speaking of someone who doesn't like cats, an odd couple they make sharing a microphone there in uh, in Salt Lake City. We have Tom Pilkington. I can't actually talk in that voice and not sound like an idiot. I'm sorry. No, I'm good with that. Just keep doing that. It makes us sound smarter. Hi, I'm Todd. I, um, I don't. Cats and I don't get along, and it's not because I hate cats. It's because cat dander hates me. Also true. That is a very true thing. Anyone asks me if I hang out too long in a. I will say this place is great because I've been in a lot of places where there's cats around and that dander within days, you know, that dander. 20 minutes. Dander. If I have like a cat in hand and I pet it for an hour, my eyes will swell shut. Mm-hmm. And here I've wow. yet to have much of an issue. So hats off to you guys. And it's a testament to how you keep this place. Way to go. But yeah, you can find me here on the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. Other projects are in the pipeline. You might hear from us one day. And occasionally I'm at Lucky 13. <laughs> doing the pub quiz trivia and you know getting third or fourth place because no one else shows up to be on my team as i stare at longingly at jeremiah that's exactly how i feel so um i'm kind of feeling like that you, are you you're you know if that's you're what, in it's what you get for being in california that's right and then i do obscure I team name references and brian young goes i don't get it and i'm like it's just for you 
Like what? What's an obscure team name that Brian Young doesn't get? Oh, I can't even remember off the top of my head right now. He's like, I don't get that. Or I'll do. I did Harvey Weinstein references for a while when that was the um, rage. When that, that was, was the thing? thing, I was referencing Weinstein, or I would reference a few other things. And he's like, Let me think about that. Yeah. Do you ever use uh, Destiny Turns on the radio? No, 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 no. I was doing a lot of. Anybody else ever seen that movie? Am I the only person in America who's seen that movie? I've never seen Destiny Turns on the Radio. I got that movie. It was, an, it was a um, Merrimax flick, but the main reason I got it was I thought it was a Tarantino movie. Well, Tarantino acts in it, but it's most definitely not a Tarantino movie. Tarantino plays like this embodiment of like a demon or an angel. I can't remember which, who uh, shows up through a radio that was dropped in a swimming pool or something. I don't remember the whole thing. It, no, it, I really don't like Tarantino as an actor. Uh, outside of his own... I think, he's, I think he's pretty good in... Um, Kill Bill. I think him playing essentially himself in Kill Bill is not bad. Um, he's not amazing, but not horrible in Reservoir Dogs. Um, I did, really did not care for Django Unchained. I like in general, in, uh... or just him and, and Django Unchained. Him and Django okay. Unchained. Okay, I can his act, I'm talking about. I, I like the movie in general. Wasn't he trying to do like he... a weird Australian accent or something like that in that movie? I don't know. Yeah. It, just, it was off-putting to me. What about him in uh, Pulp Fiction? No, he's fine. <laughs> Hi, I'm Brian. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm sad, Hi, Brian. I'm sadly alone here in California recording by myself while those two get to share a microphone. Um, I just like and, flew like a bat out of hell to get over here. True. And Adam is Adam is here. I don't or, see him. I think he went to smoke. Of course. His presence is here. Yes. Well, his spirit is always with us, but unfortunately, Adam still does not have a voice, which is something you kind of need when you're recording an audio medium such as this podcast. So I don't know if he's going to be joining us or not. Maybe he'll hand over his drinking game rules and or cocktails to us. You know, I told him he should get a text to speech app and then he could be our own version of uh, Stephen Hawking. Hawking. That'd be great. Politically incorrect joke I made earlier today that I can't remember well enough to actually make it pay off in this podcast. I apologize. But yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. Um, Anyway. Very own Eddie Redmayne. True. But uh, you can find Adam... um, being super PG, which is really also very entertaining. Um, on the Board is Hell podcast with our good friend Andy Wilson. Hi, Andy. Uh, hi, Andy. We got to get the hi, Andy's in there somehow, even if Adam's not here. I'm just saying. That's but, right. Hey, Adam. I don't, Andy. I don't think he's recorded that for a little bit either because of his voice. I know. Well, see, we should sub in. I'll go see a couple movies. Hey, Andy, how are you doing? Good to see you. That's right. So uh, this week, uh, like I said, we're continuing on our birthday month for Mark Miller. Um, and I, I realized as I was editing our, our first episodes that I even I deliberately went in and made the uh, robot voice that we use on every episode. I have it saying Mark Millar. So you at least get <laughs> one drink in there. I remember I deliberately went in there and put M I L dash A dash R. Like that's how I, I made so to make it say what it's supposed to be. Oops, you get one drink out of it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also watching a documentary um, to the day, a comic book documentary, and they kept saying Mark Millar as well. So we're not the only ones who have been guilty of doing this. It's it's a prevalent, a prevalent problem apparently. Is this or the comic, just, yeah, is this the comic book version of GIF versus Jeff? It might oh, no. be. Oh no, it really is Miller. But it really okay. is GIF too. And See, but I also wouldn't be surprised if Adam was just fucking with us and just brought that up and said, "Yeah, no, it's Mark Miller," and they've been like those bastards are falling <laughs> for it. So for a full month, we're saying his name wrong, getting mad at people who said it right. Like, I could see Adam doing that to us. That's awesome. So, you know, that would be the type of real prank. Anyway, uh, so we're reading uh, Wolverine's Old Man Logan, um, which was illustrated by Steve McNiven. Yeah, basically, the the story of this is, is in a future post, basically all of the uh, 
heroes or all the villains got together and decided hey if we all team up and attack the heroes all at the same time there are way more of us than there are of them and so they basically kill off all the heroes a few are surviving and uh it is a dystopian future um where wolverine is trying to be a farmer outside of sacramento and uh his good friend um hawkeye who is now blind comes and asks him to kind of help him get across the country to deliver something and promises to pay help him pay his uh, rent on his farm if he does so in the process so it's a uh, buddy road trip movie through it's sort of little mad max it's sort of a little thelma and louise uh it's it's got a, a little bit of a lot of different things in there um but of course if we're going to do a comic book on this show we must have a drinking game and now for sports listen up sports fans prepare yourself and your liver for this week's drinking game remember it's only a game and a dumb one at that so don't take it too seriously. And above all else, please drink responsibly. Y'all have rules ready to go? I do, and there are a couple of obvious ones, and I made extras just in case. Oh, okay. Well, okay, then I'll go with my one so that if I steal anybody else's, you can just take that off your list of extras. Okay. Uh, so mine I'm calling I Know That Place, which is every time they mention a real-world location, <laughs> take a drink. Because part of a big part of this first couple issues of this actually take place where you two are all sitting right now yeah. in Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. Even up at uh, Ricycle Stadium. Yeah. I know, not very far from your house. In, in Fisk, Fisk Lake City. Fisk Lake City. Fisk Lake City. I think we should start calling it that. I think we should make Fisk Lake City <laughs> stickers and sell them at Comic-Con. That'd yes. be kind of awesome. But I do have a problem thinking that Fisk would relocate to Salt Lake. Yeah, unless he was a skier and he doesn't seem like the type of guy who'd be skiing. You know what I mean? Like issues. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's yeah. <laughs> nice way of putting it. Yeah, I just don't see him as the outdoorsy type. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's a valid point. Well, Todd, do you have a drinking game rule? Yeah, mine um, is called, boy, Logan seems to be a pussy. Every time you've got Logan turning the other cheek and someone starts beating the crap out of him and he refuses to engage because he okay. doesn't do that anymore. You need to take a drink. That was one of the ones that I had made. I would take See, it's an obvious one, but it'll get you drunk, so enjoy that. Okay. Yeah. Well, Maya, then what do you got on your list? Uh, we'll take a couple well, extra things. Adam well, well, have, Okay, I'll, I'll do both of the, them. Uh, one of them will be will be Adam's. In honor uh, of the okay. moist mother over there. So so the one that I had made that, that Todd had, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. if you want an alternate name, I named it Never Again. Okay. Uh, but Because if you do follow that drinking game throughout the book, you will never want to drink again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I have another one. Uh, it's called Drug Runner. Anytime they mention that Hawkeye is running drugs, uh, transporting drugs, anything like that, take a drink. My other game is called Money, Money, Money. Anytime that they that Logan mentions that he needs the money for his family, take a drink. I guess um, our next step in our process here every week is to take a vote as to whether or not we believe that it is worth you spending your time and hard-earned cash on reading this book. Book for Pedro. So I've been asked by the judge to be the foreman. Book for Pedro. And I want y'all to know that we's gonna run a fair jury and a clean jury. It's time for a vote. Because we love you. And we don't want to waste your money. We will now vote on whether this week's book is fit for human consumption by you. Our dear listener. Along with each vote. Our panel will also provide one piece of evidence to support their vote. Vote for Pedro. Do you expect me to talk? Vote for Pedro. No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. There is nothing you can talk to me about that I don't already know. Uh, so for votes, Maya, what's your vote? I vote yay. 
read this book. Again, it's weird. As I've as I've historically said, I'm not a big Mark Miller fan, but this is one of those uh, stories that does, uh, I think, warrant a, a good read. Um, I'll get into it a little more later when we when we talk about it in depth. But yeah, I definitely recommend it. Mm-hmm. Cool. And Todd, what's your vote? Yes, and if it's for the only reason you get to go, holy shit, there's a Venom symbiote Tyrannosaurus Rex chasing us. <laughs> that is a pretty awesome part, it actually. It is I have really to awesome. So that is, it is with the uh, Mark Miller's tendencies with big cinematic style over-the-top ideas that portrayed through, that was fantastic. So for that portion alone, the answer is yes. Um, okay, and then I think I'm going to... I mean, I'm going to vote yes also. I think um, as... We've been going through uh, Mark Miller's work uh, this month celebrating his uh, birthday. One of the things we've kind of all discussed is the fact that normally when we think about what we don't like about Mark Millar, it's ah, sort of... Drink. Oh, <laughs> Damn it. I just feel all waiting for it. Just waiting for it. I think one of the things we've all complained about his work is that I think it's just gratuity in, in language and in violence for no particularly good reason. Um, and I think that this being a mainstream title, that sort of curbed that quite a mm-hmm. bit. And so I think that probably helped this uh, to become uh, something fairly readable. Um, also, as I will recommend later, there is a continuation on this series going on right now that um, me and Maya have differing opinions on, and we can discuss that later, but that'll be part of my uh, my recommendations for later. But uh, yeah, I really enjoyed the series. Maya, I interrupted you saying something. Oh, I was just going to say, with you, you mentioned the gratuity. With this, he was still able to get out his violence, but not be too gratuitous with it. Yes, absolutely. I, think so. I mean, violence. It, it, yep. Just well, it's a tasteful violence, but it, it's it's more standard comic book violence. Yeah. It's not like like Kickass does some weird stuff. You know what I mean? And like, it's and Nemesis is. I I think Nemesis is garbage. I picked up today. I had bought a little while ago because I've read the other ones in individual issues, but I got the trade for uh, Kickass Volume Three, and I was trying to read through that earlier today, and I was like, oh, that's right. This is the stuff from him that I'm not necessarily a huge fan of. Like, I actually like the first Kick-Ass, and then the second I was kind of like, eh. And then I'm reading this third, and I'm going, oh, yeah, okay. Again, not totally feeling Again, it. Mark Miller is really good at coming up with stories that Matthew Vaughn mm-hmm. turns into movies. Very true. Mm-hmm. Very true. Uh, does anybody else have anything they want to throw out before we, I mean, get into uh, our little break, and then we're going to get into spoiler territory real quickly? Uh, you mean besides the fact that this book is like the feel-good book that uh, of December that you can read? Yeah, <laughs> it's book. Yeah, it's pretty depressing. I will say that it's uh, it's pretty dark. Uh, yeah, it is. Um, and the rampage. Uh, I don't want to. That's, that's right. a spoil. That's a spoil. We won't get into that. Yeah, be prepared. Like this is this is not Christmas feel good. The, the feel good books we have either already read or I next. saved what I think is the most feel good book for next week because it comes out on Christmas day. And I'm and I'm excited uh, to read it because uh, I've heard good things about that book not just from you next week's book we're reading huck mm-hmm. it's one of those books that like you read and you go i want to be a better person that warms you know my I mean? heart yes which seems really weird coming from a guy that we've complained about all of his gratuitous swearing and violence and over the topness but it really i mean but as I, I was reading it's in one of one of the books that he's written uh one of the intros says that sometimes the people who write the most graphic horrible things are the nicest people you ever uh, meet and i Jason Aaron, I, I I've that. heard, is like the nicest guy you'll ever meet. And uh, yeah. if you've ever read Scalped or his Wolverine or yeah, Southern oh, yeah. Bastards. Yeah. Have you guys done Southern Bastards yet? No. Ooh, we haven't yet. We should do that. We guys, yeah, well, not you guys. We well, guys. Well, you guys being the two of you that I'm speaking to. No. Okay. In a yeah. time before I was on the show. No, I've not read Southern Bastards. <laughs> That's so good. 
Is that is that uh, before Maya? Is yeah, that BM. BM before Maya. <laughs> that's before a Maya. big BM there. <laughs> that was a joke I was waiting for someone to jump onto, and I knew it would be taught. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's Adam. Uh, oh, hi, Mark. Hey, mother. <laughs> <laughs> Adam just watched the room today. Ah, I know. I was uh, I was watching a little clip on uh, on Vox about that earlier today. Uh, <laughs> Does he have like a a, a screener of? Uh, yeah, yes. he does. A, he has a screener of it. Yeah. Damn. Damn, I'm jealous because I really yeah. want to watch that. So now is your time. We'll you pause the podcast. Mm-hmm. Little voice says all the things you're supposed to do and the stuff that I forget. But when we come back from their little break, we're going to spoil the living shit out of it. So we'll see you on the flip side. Bye. If you have yet to read this week's book and would like to read it now, press pause. Go ahead. We'll wait. And welcome back from that break for you on this podcast. That was about a minute for us. That was about 20. Uh, so uh, we've been discussing all sorts of things, and uh, Todd has gotten a growler of lovely, spicy um, ginger apple, beer. Ginger beer. Garwood's ginger bill beer. Did he, bill? Cut off. I'm cut off. I'm a redheaded alcoholic. Yeah. I mean, yep. this is the um, O'Doul's version of the stuff, but. It's uh, locally made and fantastic stuff. Go get I don't think ginger beer is alcoholic in general, though, is it? No, it isn't. Anyway, actually, I have a bottle on my my shelf about the same time because like root beer came along in time around prohibition. I'm sure ginger beer was a similar situation where they had alcoholic type drinks, but they were like an alternative for it kind of thing. Yeah. And I have a soda that was popular in North Carolina um, that I have a bottle of uh, called Cheerwine, which you uh-huh. really only refine in North Carolina, but I have a bottle of it on my shelf, which every once in a while people will be like, what is that? I was like, okay, well, that's just like a weird little memento from my days living in North Carolina. But. Yeah, all right, cool. Anyway, so we learned last week that one of us has a hidden talent for doing the lightning <laughs> round. And uh, what? we're going to see if that, that holds up again. You did a very lovely lightning round last time. You fantastic. really did. Was it? It was really good. It was really good. So we're going to ask you to do it again. I'm putting you on the spot right now. But uh, this might be your new calling on life. I'm and sorry you know, for that. But. With, with the the way he did it last week, I think this book will benefit better with him doing it too. I agree with that as well. So, Todd, you ready for this? Sure. Magic. Oh, I think this is going to happen a lot in your future, sir. I'm just preparing it, you now. Yeah, the quiet really one and not volunteering to. Here's the problem is you suddenly did a really good job and everyone went, oh shit. Like both me and Maya were like, oh damn, that was really good. So yeah, it's now your job. Yeah, Sorry. I can't live uh, up to that. Yeah, neither can I. <laughs> so anyway, doing the lightning round with his newfound talent, please welcome to the stage the lovely and talented Todd. Yes, thank you, <laughs> Lightning round begins now. We're doing Old Man Logan Wolverine by Mark Miller. Ah, and Steve McNiven. All right, so opening the book, there's a few splash pages going through here. Old Man Logan starts off. You see Wolverine in his classic Wolverine outfit, stumbling up a hill. He's all bandaged. He's all covered in cuts, and his outfit is torn. You know he's been through some shit because his outfit has been torn. And he's going, I'm done with this shit. I'm going to live a simpler life. I am done (laughs) with being Wolverine. Then next page is a double splash, and it's Old Man Logan, part one. You see this really old guy riding this white horse, and he's grizzled and old and just seeing a lot of shit, and he's tired. And he's there. There's a sign that says Sacramento, California. He's got a young boy there going, hey, the Jeep isn't... Jeep? 
the tractor. Tractor. Thank you. Isn't working again. He's like, we'll fix it. Well, this part is broken. Well, I'll go get another part. And he says, what are we going to do? And he's like, I'll think of something. We can't afford the other part. And the guy's sitting at the dinner table with his wife and two kids. You come to find out and saying, we don't have money for rent again. He's like, we've been late once before. They'll let us be late again. It's been a while. He goes outside and he's with his wife's going, it's okay. We'll figure it out. He's like, I'm just mad at myself. I'm supposed to be the provider here and I'm not doing the right job. And it's like, but they'll come and they'll want the rent money. It's like, I know. It says, but these are Bruce Banner's grandchildren, Maureen. They don't do reasonable things. They're not going to understand. So you have this little foreshadowing here of going, Bruce Banner's grandchildren? What the fuck? And two days later, he's out on his deck again. Boy, put the gun away. And watch out. It's like, we're not going to pull out guns here. It's not going to work. And... The mother goes, Logan, the Hulk gang is here. And next page, you've got this Mad Max effect going on. And you see a couple of hillbilly oversized people that look like they belong in Deliverance and colored in green goo. And come to find out they're the grandchildren of Bruce Banner and the Hulk. So They're also riding one of the Fantastic Four's vehicles. Oh, it's a Fantastic. This is me not knowing Marvel. The, The Fantastic Car. The Fantastic Car. There yeah. is a four right on it, so that's a giveaway. For uh, there's, there's a bunch of fours all over there's the place. There's a bunch of fours. All, is there only three fours or four fours? Well, because there's one back center that also drives. Yeah. That's where the four that's where yeah, the it's, four it's is. It's made up of like four little cars, and they can split off and be their own little things, or they can combine together. It's like a Disney it's ride. It's like total Voltron shit. Yeah. Because yeah, Voltron sure. was the original piece. Yes. What's a Voltron? Well, I'm, ki- a I'm kidding. Voltron. My God. <laughs> It was Power Rangers before Power Rangers were Power it Rangers. It was Power Rangers before Power Rangers were Power Rangers. So, all right. <laughs> so they're going through here. You see this big green toothy woman talking to Wolverine going, hey, I know you. You owe us money. He's like, I'll get you your money. He's like, well, we're going to beat you just so you know. He's like, I'm not going to beat you. He says, are you going to hit us? And he had this whole flashback. He's like, you know, I could just drop my claws and beat the shit out of them. And then you see him not. And his boy puts out the shotgun going, I'm going to shoot you. After they beat the living tar out of Logan, who doesn't put up a fight. So you have old man Logan being pussy. So following the drinking game, you should drink here. And he's just sit there all beat up. Uh, A few days later, you see old man Logan, this old white guy sitting in his bad and then you've got an old friend as an ounce is visiting and turns out it's Hawkeye who is blind good grief how do you have a bowman be blind <laughs> that's quite the twist isn't it and it's a twist it's a twist what's a twist it's a twist so he's like Hawkeye goes hey I have a delivery I need to make and I need a wheelman. will you do it and he's like I'm not doing anything illegal I'm not gonna fight don't need to fight just drive he's like I'm not gonna fight I'm like I'm not gonna ask you to fight just drive like I'm not gonna fight <laughs> fine fine I'll do it he's like it'll be a lot of money I'll pay you a lot I need more it'll be more I'll pay you double what you want fine I'll do it so he's like I'm gonna go out do this delivery with Hawkeye I'll come back with the money and we'll save the farm and we'll be all there just in time so he goes out and then what kind of car is it holy shit it's a Spider-Man car what does that mean I'm sure we'll find out because why is there a reference to Spider-Man car <laughs> He says, but it's really fast. So he hits the gas, they hit the tunes, and it's a Mad Max just screaming across the road. On it, you have this next splash page. It's the map of the United States, and they start in Hulkland, which is basically California and Oregon country. And then you go to the kingdom of the Kingpin, where it looks like his capital is Fisk Lake City. And then the other section in the middle is not named, actually. It's not named. I think that's the Doom. 
Well, Doom's Lair is kind of the Louisiana. Oh, it's the, it's the, yeah. the middle section goes, not even bad guys want to live here. And then you've got the um, Osborne area is in the Ohio Valley, and the President's Corner is in the far right. And now the bottom, he's like, one mile down, three miles to go. Three miles? 3,000 miles. <laughs> it's a long mile. Uh-huh. Fuck yeah. So he says, and then gets hold on to your britches, and then all of a sudden, you've got them driving along. And the chapter ends of, this is going to be a road trip book. So they're in Northern California, heading for New Babylon. It says, we're trying to keep a low profile here. It's like, no, we're not. We're just going to scream right through here, because we're awesome. They're driving really fast, and then a Thelma and Louise moment you see Hawkeye just drive off at full speed off the edge of a cliff and it goes flying and you have Logan going holy shit what's going on he's like it's alright dude it's the spider buggy and they ride down and land and just keep going because they're made of tougher stuff than you and I after they've been driving for a while they get to San Francisco and since we're here in San Francisco we're to help out and says watch out for the mole people it's making all the cities sink and they have come back from the Earth. They're the Earth's antibodies to attack mankind, mutant kind, whatever. They've done enough shit to the planet. They're just reclaiming it and getting rid of them. So watch out. San Francisco's basically empty. And then you see next generation Ghost Rider shit. Kind of like the Jokers from Batman and Beyond, except they're the Ghost Rider side of things going, what the hell's going on here? And he's like, oh, we'll just stay away. And so you see the Ghost Rider people beat up Logan because Logan's being a pussy again. So we all should take a drink. It's like, what's wrong, old man? Why don't you fight? Because I don't do it. But then you've got Hawkeye pulls out his bow and he kills the shit out of people with arrows going through the back of their skull and out their nostril. Because if you're going to do something gratuitous, you better do it right. So he kills them all with an arrow. And he's like, dude, Logan, why don't you fight? He said, I'm done fighting. He's like, I don't think you meant it. Like, I mean it. I'm not fighting. I'll just hear and take the hits. Continue driving to now Nevada, Nevada and Hammer Falls and come to find out, I wonder where now Hammer Falls is. It's Las Vegas. So they're here in Vegas. They're here for a stop. We're going to find things. You flip a page and oh my God, you see Mjolnir? Did I say that? Mjolnir. Yeah. Mjolnir. Yeah. I like to say meow meow. Meow meow. You see meow Mjolnir. meow. Chilling there. And who's <laughs> hanging around is you've got an Ultron who has definitely seen better days. He looks more like a meth addict that hasn't had his fix in a while. Poor Ultron. So it's like, hey, there's Tanya's garage over here. We can help fix you up, supply you. It's like, that sounds all right. It goes to Tanya's garage. Hey, Tanya, what's going on? And says, excuse me, and says, you don't understand. This person's been kidnapped, and it's my daughter. He's like, our daughter? Yes. And then you see a splash page of a dark-skinned woman in a Spider-Man costume. And so apparently the daughter of Hawkeye is related to Spider-Man, and Peter Parker would be... The bay is, is his father-in-law or whatever-in-law. So you've got Hawkeye, an older dude, who's definitely getting it on with Peter's kid. Way to go, Hawkeye, but that's kind of gross. You're old. So <laughs> next chapter, we're back in Tanya's garage going, hey, what's going on? He's like, well, she's been held capture, and I need you to escape her. She's in Fisk Lake City. And he's like, well, why do I need to go up there? Because they're going to kill her. He's like, fine, we'll go up there. It's a little out of the way, but we can do it. We have plenty of time. So they're now heading from Las Vegas up to Salt Lake City or Hammer Falls to Fist Lake City. And they're driving around. You see a shot of Cedar City, Utah. Hey, I know that place. I've driven that canyon multiple times. There it is. <laughs> Take a drink. Take, real life Real place. life place. Take a drink. Thank you, Marvel. So he's got this. He's like, dude, my daughter's awesome. She's doing a thing. He's like, dude, you don't even know her. He's like, yeah. I'm sure she's awesome. And then next shot is you're at Ricycle Stadium in Fisk Lake City. Holy shit, I know that place too. Real place. Drink some more. 
And Rycicle Stadiums has been turned into more of a gladiator-style pits, and you've got some heroes that are kind of left over, but lo and behold, you've got Luke Cage running the joint. And it's Luke Cage, and you've got raptors and dinosaurs, and people got old, and we're just trying to do our thing, and it's gross. You've got the whole gladiator arena. They're fighting all along, and in the distance, you see Old Man Logan. I don't know why I'm doing the whole Old Man Logan thing, but it's just stuck there. (laughs) Talking with Hawkeye, he's like, fuck, what are we going to do? He's like, I don't know. We'll figure it out. I was like, you drive, and we'll just go in there and make a thing and a lot of noise, and we'll just rip her out in a hurry. Like, how are we going to do that? And then you see Spider Buggy driving on the side of the building. I mean, this thing is 90 degree turn. It can do whatever a spider yeah. can. I'm just Yeah, say I mean, that. it's a lot like if you also day watch back in the day. They're doing a total day watch move. So, did day watch deal it from here or probably? I'll do the math. Hold on. They'll do I'm the like, math for day watch. Continue on. I'll look it up. Okay. Oh. He's looking it up. So, they're driving all along. We're going, we're going through here. They crash into the building. And in the meantime, you have the daughter going, hey, I'll get out of here. It's like, you're about to be executed. It's like, nope, dad'll show up. And dad shows up, crashes through the building, takes a sword. Because why not have a sword and a bow? So he's just kick ass that way. And Daywatch came out first. Daywatch came out first. So Yeah, Daywatch predated this by five years. Uh, however, the spider buggy first appeared in Amazing Spider-Man 130 in March 1974. Well, okay, well, so then Spider Buggy wins. <laughs> spider Buggy wins. So they're fighting, cutting people <laughs> off. He's going to go out of here. It says, gotcha. They're going to free the Hawkeye's kid. Hawkeye's kid kills the Luke Cage and going, ha, thanks for freeing me, Dad. Now I'm in charge. What? Yep, that's right. I'm in charge. I'm a bad guy. Shit. So now you've got Logan with Hawkeye in trouble going, now I'm going to have to do this, Hawkeye, because you're a loser and I'm going to have to come in and grab you. So he crashes in with Spider Buggy, grabs Hawkeye in a hurry, and they fly out the building while Hawkeye is just dangling by his ponytail. And he's going like, grab my daughter. She's kind of badass, but it's scary. And now she's running Fisk Lake City, and they're going after him, so they're running away. So you have this total Mad Max moment where you've got the Tyrannosaurus Rex inside this fleet of vehicles chasing after them in this desert landscape. I mean, it's an homage and awesome. It's like, what's more badass than a Tyrannosaurus Rex? Put him in Mad Max. Like, good idea. And lo and behold, the mole men come up and suck everyone down. And they're like, well, that ends and it ends in black. Time passes, and since they're superheroes and can't die, they kind of wake up. They turn on their flashlight or a lighting glow stick. And they see the mole men eating people going, we've got to get out of here. So they work away, and Spider Buggy's amazing, and drives up the wall again. They burst up. Yeah, and they're driving along in desolate desert, because that's what Western United States is. They're driving through Saturday's. South Dakota, they see a big old Venom symbiote chilling there in the background while they're drawing. They don't see him, but the Venom symbiote sure does while they're having their talks of going, hey, I miss the old days, but you know, things were awesome. But because they're in South South Dakota, they've got to reference a real place. You now see the Red Skull on Mount Rushmore next to the other four dudes. It's like, oh, so Red Skull must be president now. Good to know. Next shot, they're in Des Moines, Iowa real place and it looks about as exciting in real life as they've got here and they're at a bar called Miller's someone has self-reference in there you go Mark <laughs> so they're having a drink they're talking along says don't you miss being your old self he's like what do you mean well what about your old self he's like no I really don't and they talk someone's trying to push him he's like you need to knock it off and he walks out of the bar because he was about to do something he didn't want to do and you've got Hawkeye going Hey, dude, why don't you fight anymore? It's like, long story. Dude, tell me. It's like, fine, sit down, and I'll tell you the story of why I'm a pansy. 
So, chapter five. An opening shot of Wolverine in its classic comic mask, looking crazy with blood and guts everywhere and people dying. So, you see the story with him talking with Jubilee in front of looks like Batman's computer desk. It's any overly large computer desk going, hey, what's going on here while they're in the Xavier Mansion? He's like, spider senses are telling me something crazy. Get out of here. And all of a sudden, villains break into the thing, and you see Jubilee dead, and Wolverine starts going on a rampage, and there's just all these villains. He can't figure out how they got here, and he's fighting and doing his best, and by darn, it's Wolverine who's pissed off with all his blades, and he kills, and he fights, and he kills, and he's all by himself. He's like, where did they come from? Why are they fighting me? And then he wakes up. And come to find out you've got Mysterio that has given an illusion in Wolverine's brains, and he has killed the entire X-Men. So the X-Men have fallen at Wolverine's own hands, and it breaks him. And he's like, you know, I killed them all, and I said I was done fighting because I killed all my friends. And Hawkeye goes, holy shit, dude, that sucks. And, yep, that really sucks, so I'm not fighting anymore, and enough is enough. And then he says, I was so depressed, I even let myself down on train tracks and had a train run over the top of my head, and that didn't kill me. So I says, well, if I can't die, what now? So as they keep going on the road, they're at Dwight's Toll. It's a road. It's a bridge where the guy's going, hey, you want to pass? You got to pay the fee. He's like, yeah, we're not going to pay the fee. Maybe we will. All right, here's the fee. And they go. So they keep driving around, and the next splash page, you see a Tyrannosaurus Rex in a black and white um, uniform covering on, and it's the Venom symbiote on there chasing after them. Splash page. It is amazing. And next page, holy shit, you've got a Tyrannosaurus track Rex chasing after Spider Buggy with them in it. And then all of a sudden, you push a button, and the obligatory oversized cannons coming out of the back of the Spider Buggy come on, and you've got Hawkeye firing away at Venom Rex. Is that what they call them? V-Rex? It's kind of like that sounds like Venomous Rex? Venomous Rex. Venomous Rex is pretty cool. And they're going, we're shooting him, but he's not slowing down. Crap, this sucks. And then all of a sudden, you're given to shots and somewhere elsewhere. They don't even say going, hmm, they look like they're in trouble. What can we do? Because V-Rex has really got their number. They're going, he's like, oh, what's going on here? And then all of a sudden, someone shows up with a big stick, puts the stick down, and they banish the symbiote from the v-rex and they're going like holy shit what's going on he's like what's happening to me and it says old man with the big stick goes shh take care of it they just got teleported and then you're there into this new place and you've got this woman going oh hello sorry black bolt it's lack of explanation but he's a man of few words because we know who black bolt is when he speaks people dies so he tries not to speak much and you've got Emma Faust in charge, and Emma's like, here we are, we're kind of doing okay, but we're holding out where we can. It's like, in this place, it's not as cool as you think it is, because my master of illusion with all you guys make it look swankier than it is, but we're going to fix you up, retrofit your spider buggy, and you'll be on your way. And in the background, you see Dr. Doom going, hmm, wondering what's going on there. But they're still in Osborne County, Ohio, as they're leaving on their adventure again, and then they're in Pimp Falls, Connecticut, continuing on their venture going hmm i wonder why they call it pim falls and flip the page and look you've got a giant skeleton of some dead dude and this is a giant he's like 300 feet long hence where pim falls yeah the fall of pim and they're like holy shit we're in new babylon you see the which is new york city and you see this oversized statue like the statue of gibraltar going over the thing there and it's the red skull and Red Skull's the man, and they're like, hmm, this place is awfully 
depressing. He says, but this is where you're here to drop it off. So let's meet up with the people so I can drop off my package. They go on in and says, hey, yo, what's going on? It says, I've got your stuff. They open it up and, oh, look, it's Super Serum. There's 99 vials of the Super Serum of what Captain America had. And with this, the resistance can rise up and defeat the foes of all the villainy. And Hawkeye says, my only fee is, though, I want one of the things of Serum so I can also become awesome like you guys like Captain America and take you out and the other guy goes well that's interesting because we're really a plant to get you out of here and we're going to kill you all and he's like holy shit and then they fire and they kill Hawkeye next shot 50 years earlier you see the Washington Capitol all in flames and in ruins and you see Captain America also in ruins not quite flames and you've got nice Nazi embroidered Red Skull going ha I beat you I win you suck and that's awesome. And then he proceeds to dig his eyes out with his thumbs. Go dude. Next shot, you've got Red Skull and you see Doctor Strange's cloak, Thor's helmet, Iron Man's armor, the hand from the thing, and you even see Cyclops' visor like it's a trophy case. And it spins around and there's the Red Skull wearing Captain America's outfit. It's kind of bloody and torn up, but you it's this Buffalo Bill kind of a thing wearing other women's clothing, except you've got this guy doing instead going I like to come in here to think it makes me feel awesome for all these people like you so they're going back and forth and talking says we're gonna go ahead and kill these guys and they bring them on in and so you've got old man Logan here got old man Logan with the red skull they're fighting says oh finally we got Logan we're gonna kill him they start fighting you're pathetic I'm gonna lock you in here now it's red skull versus Logan says we're here fighting but Logan picks up Captain America's shield of vibranium which can't be destroyed and proceeds to clobber the hell out of Red Skull with Captain America's shield because that's poetry man that's how it works <laughs> they go back and forth and at the end where Logan was unsuccessful with cutting his head off of the train he succeeds with the Red Skull with Captain America's shield and it's bloody disgusting and Miller loves it I mean that's a Miller moment for you right there <laughs> Yeah, it is. Next shot, you've got people going, oh, we need to go in. What's going on? It's like, dude, I've killed him. And Logan, thinking fast on his feet, says, I'm going to put on on Iron Man's armor. So I'm a Wolverine Iron Man. How isn't that a mashup? So he shoots out of there, and he realizes, I've got this big bag of money. I can still make the rent. And he takes his Iron Man's armor. He leaves Washington, and he's going back home. And he's like, I'm going to fly as fast as I can. But as he's flying through, I realize, holy shit, I'm running out of fuel, so my solution is to fly faster, because that makes a lot of sense. So he flies as fast, he crashes into the mountain, flips over, people are already there, ready to take stuff off of him, beats the crap out of him. 36 hours later, he hoofs it, and he gets home, and there's a guy standing there going, dude, I'm sorry, Logan. He's like, what do you mean? I'm here on time. He's like, well, they got bored. And he goes in, and his wife and kids are dead. So he does this whole buddy road trip movie for all the money so he can save the farm for his family and it was all for naught. And he's just standing there and he gets pissed. And next shot is you see his claws have come out and says, don't call me Logan anymore, it's Wolverine. Final chapter. So now you've got Wolverine pissed off. You see a couple of hillbillies covered in green in a sewer area, washing their gunk off. They're going, ah, people's bodies. It's gross, but they were tasty. And they were fighting and they were doing it. And then all of a sudden Wolverine pops out of the water and starts slashing them and they look bad. Next shot ends in Sonny Stark's bar. Stark, I wonder who he's related to. 
as they're talking mm-hmm. and they see people's hands so they're still doing the cannibalism thing and you see a grandkid with a spiked collar going hey aren't I crazy scary looking dude and they're like you better watch out for me and Logan shows up and you see him dead with claws coming out of his forehead from the back of the skull that just looks uncomfortable and 9 out of 10 doctors do not recommend it no don't 9 out of 10 do not but that 10th doctor is also missing their head and he's like, I'm making amends. And you've got Logan going through cleaning house. So this is like the total, the second half of Man on Fire, which is amazing. So It's basically revenge porn. No, it's re- absolutely. So next they're in Hef's mansion. Hef's gone, but that's where they're chilling in California. And you see this is where other Hulk people are. And there's a scene of, sorry, all my girls are worn out with all of your enormous Hulk people having their way with them. You have Logan standing on the outside going, I'm coming to do it. And then you're in Banner's Lair, which seems to be the side of a mountain with an RV park. People inside, and you've got Bruce going, oh yeah, Logan's coming, this will be fun, I've been bored. And I need to have some fun. All of a sudden, you see all of his kids show up, and they're covered in chains and dynamite, and they blow up in the Fantastic Four ride. And then you've got Logan just killing people, and it's like four or five pages of gratuity. And it's just gross. You see an old wrinkly man in eyeglasses go, will you be quiet? Don't wake the baby. Don't wake the baby. You'll piss off mom if you wake the baby. He's like, I'm not here to do it. And he keeps fighting. And then you realize it's Bruce Banner. As you're going and they fight and they kill him. And he says, don't make me an anger. So wrinkly old man becomes Hulk again with a really simple looking face, but pissed off. He looks more like the troll from Fellowship of the Ring than anything else with the green tongue. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So they're fighting, don't make me angry, they keep fighting, and Logan's fighting, he says at the end of his like, ha ha ha, 12 hours later, Hulk goes, I ate him, aren't I awesome, and now we'll have more babies and grow the family again, and then Hulk has indigestion, I've had this kind of indigestion where I thought my insides were killing me, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you see Hulk, you see Wolverine come out of the Hulk from his gut side, I mean, you can totally tell from Gardens of the Galaxy Volume 2 where that inspiration came from. So if you see the opening sequence of that, you know what this one looks like. You've got a lot of green goo, green blood, and then Hulk with his quippy, what's the matter, Banner? Is it something you ate? But he's now dead. You've got Hulk standing there, but his family's dead, and his enemies are dead, and he's like, there's not a lot left. Then one month later at Logan's Ranch, you see him at the graveside of three crosses on there, going, this all sucked. They were beautiful. They were awesome. And Logan says, they were awesome. It's like, well, what are you going to do now? He's like, well, my wife and kids don't live here now. There's no reason for me to stay alone. So I'm going to go ahead and build a new team because I've re-embraced me being Wolverine again. And then he gets back on his horse, rides into the sunset, and see. Yeah, so that's what's going around there. So, I mean, a lot of blood. I mean, really, at the cover of this thing, you're looking at it, you see Wolverine's claws coming out. There's often a lot of portrayals where it's like the skin parts and his claws come out and this one's like nope he's cutting open his skin and there's a gratuitous amount of blood there's a gratuitous amount of fighting and blood and guts and gore and it's where mr miller is a bit over the top and having fun with it but it's still it's not saying fuck much but he's getting <laughs> it out in his other ways yeah i mean it's a, it's a mainstream book mm-hmm. so he doesn't do as much it also i mean it hits on a lot of different um I mean, it covers a lot of different parts of the Marvel canon, mm-hmm. um, but not in a way. Uh, what was there was another one we read where it kind of helps to actually know a fair amount of Marvel canon. Sixteen oh two. This one, sixteen oh two. I think yeah. This one, you you knowing less Marvel 
canon, you're kind of okay. Like, if you know who Captain America is, right? Like, and basically, if you know who the characters are from the movies at this point in time, this book is oh, fine. Yeah, you know what go. I mean? You know? Um, although I think that the, the the Logan movie was supposed to be based off of yeah, this was, idea, was, there's a lot of big differences. It was, it was inspired you know? by this. Yeah, very much so. Like, it's like they took this idea of Wolverine being a broken man and put him in a Western, and they kind of they combined some of those ideas, but the connection to the Marvel Universe, I think, was very much left out of that film. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, they, they but, couldn't uh, really, for legal reasons, connect it. Because of studio well, yeah. rights. Well, you know, for now. Uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens next uh, week. That's a discussion for another yeah. time. Fancy. <laughs> it is fancy. fancy. We just, you know, even though you're not speaking in this, Adam, there's still little drops of you all the time. <laughs> He's shaking his head and laughing. Yes. Maybe that's what I should do. Is I should I should just capture Adam being like, yeah, okay, you're full of shit, and then I'll just have like, a, you know, Adam on the go, and I can just you know, just have him add in things, and have him agree to things or disagree with things just for fun. Um, yeah, if I had more time to edit these episodes, I might actually do that. <laughs> sure. But, uh, I have a life and you, a job. You don't, and you don't have like that, that kind of time. Dude, these come out weekly. What else are you doing? Uh, not normally. I know it's like exactly six right. and a half other days to do this. I, you're, you're right. I, I don't know what I'm thinking. Isn't it your full time job? Uh, no, I wish that would be actually kind of yeah. awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, if anybody wants to hire me to full time edit podcasts, I would totally do it. It'd be great. So Maya, what's your opinion on this book? Uh, I absolutely love it. You mentioned before it's like a little bit of like buddy cop movie, Thelma and Louise. I feel it's got a little bit of. Uh, unforgiven mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. him, yeah, with him sure. wanting to stay a pacifist uh, until he's pushed over the edge. It's got a little bit of a, uh, lethal weapon with him being too old for this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, it hits on a lot of different kind of genres and, and uh, different kind of movies uh, that it kind of calls to. And I, it's kind of a good mixture. Like there isn't anything that feels out of place. Um, it makes you feel for Wolverine because you can tell he mm-hmm. genuinely was broken by killing all the X-Men mm-hmm. uh, and he yeah. doesn't want to be Wolverine. He doesn't want to be the Wolverine. He just wants to be Logan. Uh, and at the end there, even though, you know, he's avenged his family and everything, I feel really bad for him because he's the Wolverine again. Um, oh, and throw that in at the end where he's got the little Hulk baby. It's kind of mm-hmm. like kind of leaves you with a lone wolf and cub kind of vibe to it. Yeah, yeah just a little bit, uh, yeah. Which, if, if I were to read more, I would have rather and we'll talk about this later when, when we talk about uh, your recommendation. But in... Because you yeah. already know what it is because we've discussed this uh, other but, yeah. But uh, I wish it would have just followed more in this world instead of uh, doing what it did. Uh, but we'll, we'll talk about that more when we uh, get to it. I, I understand what you're saying and I don't disagree with you however i have been very pleased by who was writing it and how they've been writing it and the themes that they've been bringing mm-hmm. into it and that's where i really appreciate it i understand they, your point entirely and they I, I'm not are doing wrong, a but. kind of prequel to this uh the, the first issue was just solicited for an old man hawkeye series oh that's cool i'd be down for that i can't remember uh, give me a second here i'll find the creative team but uh i don't think it was anything that i or anyone that i had particularly uh heard of but yeah uh, they're doing an old man Hawkeye that, it, well, obviously it has to take place before. Oh, uh, the artist is uh, Marco Cicchetto. 
What else has he done? Oh, okay. uh, he did um, he did some Punisher. He did the Star Wars Shattered Empire movie prequel. He just yeah. did the Captain Phasma Last Jedi movie prequel. They're, his books are very pretty. Yeah, his art. I'll show you his art okay. uh, when we're done here. His art is fantastic. Uh, but the author is Ethan Sachs, who I'm not familiar with. Is it S A C S? S A C K S. Okay, then maybe it's not who I'm thinking about. I thought there was someone I've read who's SACS, but I'm not sure who that is. Yeah, I mean, I think also, this is the second time I've read this book. I think I enjoyed it far more the second time reading it. I think because I had more of a background in comics in general. Um, I'm, I'm going to agree with you there. Uh, just because when I first read it, I read it in single issues while it was coming out. Uh-huh. And now reading it all together, is uh, it's very much a better story to read all together, Trey. I, I agree, and I, I think uh, I can imagine this being very difficult to read month like month to month and trying to keep track of what's going on because it it very obviously as it reads as a collection it very obviously was just intended as one long storyline. Breaking it up that way would be really difficult, and especially because I believe between because this collects Wolverine sixty six through seventy two, and then it says Wolverine Old Man Logan Giant Size. Yeah, it was originally supposed to be sixty six through seventy three. Uh, mm-hmm. And then that final issue got delayed and delayed and delayed. So there was a big wait between issue seventy-two and that. Uh, they finally and, just they finally just put it in the special because they couldn't delay the monthly book anymore. Gotcha. Uh, and if you keep going for a second, I can actually tell you how long of a wait there was. Um, I think some of the imagery that they've been able to play with as well of the counteracting things, like the uh, the Red Skull in the Captain America mm-hmm. um, helmet. I don't think I real. I didn't. I didn't know the comics as well when I first read this, and the Captain America movies weren't out, so I wasn't sure who the Red Skull was. But like, once I realized what that is, that imagery is actually really cool and really powerful of having like have a villain wear basically the skins of his of uh, his greatest nemesis, and there's something really beautifully fucked up about that actually, <laughs> yeah. um, which I kind of I appreciated more reading it this time around. Yeah, the the Hawkeye kind of having sort of a daredevil kind of quality, whereas people make noise, he can tell where they are. And, and hone in on them and uh, shoot them down. Uh, that's also kind of a very cool sort of thing there. You know, it's kind of fun. Tell me your thoughts. This is also my second time reading this. I've read it before, and it does get better. And, you know, there's a lot of stories like, yeah, it was fun the first time you read it again. It's like, yeah, there wasn't as much there. As it's obvious Mark Miller knows these characters in the history well. And as it's mm-hmm. coming through and he's pulling other things, the spider buggy was nice and fun, and he's enjoying, there's a lot of movie references and things and playing with real places so you can tell he was just having a good time coming up with the story as much as writing it and it really comes through so you've got and you've got logan with gray short hair he looks very much another kevin costner type character Mm -hmm. this is miller tropes all over it and you've got a long silver-haired hawkeye and they're going through just playing off of each other and they, it really seems really true to these characters as much as anything else i mean they're throwing them and aging them quite a bit and you've got them as one is broken and the other guy is trying to dig them back out again and how they've found ways to make their lives fit even though they're not they're still who they are even though they're no longer the superheroes and they're finding their place and it's not out of place and you know seeing the dystopian future of oh what's how does the U.S. get sliced up? And, oh, that's a real place. Oh, it's interesting how they change that. The biggest challenge here, and they put out this line, is if Mysterio is powerful enough to do that to Wolverine to take out the whole X-Men, why don't we see as much Mysterio in other ways? And it 
Mm -hmm. It's because people would rather use Venom because, this is not my opinion, but Venom is cooler amongst more people than Mysterio's. Sure. I hate Venom. I think Venom is a garbage character. They should do Venom. Hmm? Yeah, Adam (laughs) said he likes the Flash Thompson Venom, and I I do agree there. And dulcet baritone. But, I mean, just... He sounds like Old Man Logan is what it sounds like. He does sound like Old Man Logan. (laughs) The, uh, but you've got Mysterio in this doing it, and it was a very awesome little plot device he did, but it's almost a little bit spoiling, kind of like, you know, in the Star Trek reboot. And he says, if we're able to transport across extreme large distances while everything's in movement, doesn't it kind of make starships pointless? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And with Mysterio, I was like, well, how'd you convince me? It was like, you know, that is such a great idea. And this doesn't seem to be used anywhere else again. Like, oh, let's just not talk about that. And it Makes silly is not, but it negates a lot of things, and it's a painful, like, just overlook this part and pretend I never thought about it, because where's Mysterio now, and you've got everything else, and why isn't he ruling the Marvel infamy as the villains and all that? So, my biggest single challenge with it is how smart it was to use Mysterio in that way, and then it's just kind of as a thing in the past, and I've never seen any reference like that elsewhere. Yeah. So effective. I would say one of my complaints, too, is there's obviously an issue with geography here. Oh, yeah. Um, where they go north into Connecticut to go down into New York. Yeah. Um, I'm like, wait, that doesn't make sense. You sure. know, but whatever. Uh, he's a British. Well, well when, when, that's, that's the thing. Is it's because he's British, I kind of, like, gave it a or, pass. Cause I'm like, or when they, when they were teleported out, uh, do we know exactly where Emma teleported them to? Not necessarily, but I, if I remember correctly reading, and I'll, I would, it would take a long time for me to go back and find it, but they make a reference specifically of going into Connecticut uh-huh. before they go into okay. New York. Yeah. And geographically, that doesn't make sense from where they're coming from. But also, if you look at the map, Fisk Lake City is essentially in Provo. You know what yeah, I mean? Sure. Like it's, it's near. You got the base guy. Yeah, I mean, it's just like it's one of those things where it's like, okay, these don't really make sense, but then I'm also like, okay, because like, even then, if you're going from Sacramento to Salt Lake City, you wouldn't go through Vegas. Vegas. You would go through Reno, and you know what I mean. But it's like, okay, but he's a Brit. He wants to hit the major cities. Okay, like I understand. Like from someone, I mean, and maybe he has done some road trips around America. But like, there's just certain things that I'm like, that doesn't really make sense, man. But you know, that's how it goes, I guess. Maya, did you find the information you're looking for? Oh yeah, there were actually delays once issue three came out. Uh, the big delay was after uh, the last issue between the the, the last two issues. Uh, which went from June 2009 to November 2009. Um, mm-hmm. But the whole thing started in August 2008 and it was only eight issues. So from August to November, that was uh, months of delays there. And uh, I just remember, because at the time, it was like one of the things I was really looking forward to, that came, you know, to read every month, and it just kept getting delayed and delayed and delayed. And uh, it was bumming me out. No, I, I can imagine that. I get that. That's part of the reason why I don't read like individual issues too, is because that either waiting for each issue to come out or having to try to find ones. If I'm going through back issues and trying to find a part of it, that's what makes me crazy. Which is part of the reason why I've always read trades. Um, it's one of those weird things that's always kind of stuck with me. But um, okay, well, you know what? We've gotten a fair ways into this conversation, and we haven't gotten into cocktails yet. Behold, Mr. Boom, we finally fulfill the second half of our Mr. title. And make with the fire Mr. water. Alcoholics transform! We need to get these bitches drunk. That's your spell. 
and I'm going to start out because this is Old Man mm-hmm. Logan, and let's be honest, I've been going through and trying to. I never finished it the first time around, so I've been going through and rewatching and trying to finish Mad Men. Mm-hmm. So this cocktail stuck out in my head. I'm going to do an old fashioned, also because I had a really good one at uh, at dinner last night. Nice. It was at a California sushi restaurant, but it was made with uh, Utah's High West Campfire whiskey. So I had a campfire uh, old fashioned last night, which was just, like really good. That is my favorite uh, High West. Oh, so good. It's like my campfire favorite. Campfire is great. Campfire is so good. Um, next time I'm in town, Maya, you'll have to come with us. We'll go up to the distillery and have lunch. Awesome. Sure. I, I keep great. meaning to go up there. I've oh, it's great. There. We, we, That's awesome. We took Adam up there and turned him into a whiskey drinker. It was great. We had a good time. Um, yeah, and it was like the perfect snow day and everything, and I was yes. praying to God that my little Nissan Rogue would perform, and it did admirably. It did, and of I course, like, now my <sighs> my California born and raised wife thinks that snow is no big deal, and I'm like, oh, you have no it's idea. Like, oh, snow's <laughs> awesome, no big deal. It was these big flat oh, flakes. It was. I mean, yeah. mainstream Park City was it was like an inch and a half, yeah. two inches, and just kept falling, going. Please let me pull out. Yeah. Please. Um, and it did. And I was just like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, so for my recipe for my old fashioned, um, one teaspoon mm-hmm. of super fine sugar. I just like saying super fine. Um, or super fine. Super fine or uh, one sugar cube. Uh, two to three dashes of bitters. Um, two ounces of bourbon or rye whiskey. Or if you want to recreate what I had last night, uh, campfire whiskey is awesome. Um, and then you can have an orange wheel and or a cherry for garnish. So basically what you're going to do is you can place... Um, sugar in an old-fashioned glass. Guess where it got its name? Uh, douse with bitters and add a few drops of water. And then you add whiskey and you sort of stir. And, and I've seen it muddled before. You add the whiskey before as well. But you're going to stir until the sugar is dissolved. And then add several large ice cubes. And then stir rapidly with a bar spoon uh, to chill. And then you garnish, if you want, with the orange and a cherry. Uh, but yeah, so there's just the classic old-fashioned. Uh, Maya, what's your cocktail? Uh, so mine, uh, it's again, I found one of those funky recipes that's uh, in milliliters instead of ounces. Bastard. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, but you're going to mix this into a jug, and it's called the Wasteland Recipe. It is, or, or as if, if you drink it, probably the Wasted Land <laughs> Recipe. Uh, it is 500 milliliters of Smirnoff Blue Label Vodka, 250 milliliters of Jose Cuervo Gold Tequila, 500 milliliters of wild turkey bourbon whiskey, 100 milliliters of Sambuca, 300 milliliters of a Smirnoff black ice, and 300 of a uh, Midori. Uh, mix in a one bottle of ale and one liter of cola, and uh, just mix it all up and forget your night. Dude, wow. drunk as a skunk right there. So uh, that looks nasty. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, Todd, what's your cocktail? Um, I'm calling mine the Hillbilly Hulk. It's uh, one part moonshine to one part Midori melon liqueur. You just mix those two together, shake the shit out of it, put it on a glass over ice, and <laughs> you sip it quickly because it's moonshine and that shit's gross. You have a favorite moonshine? <laughs> huh? Your moonshine you recommend? Um, there's a moonshine brand just called Moonshine. I'd go okay. with that one. So moonshine and Midori have it a one to one in a low ball glass. And drink that in a hurry because they're both kind of gross. And it's the Hillbilly Hulk, which they are too. And it'd be gross best if you have like the Deliverance banjo as you drink that. It's kind of required. I'd be drinking that while you're watching Hulk's grandkids be all weird. Incesty. Incesty, yeah. you know. If the tree does not branch. Yeah, I, I, I live in the South. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> 
Well, cool. Uh, does anybody else have anything they really want to discuss before we get into final grades, things they want to talk about on this? You know, with the artwork, I guess, looking at this, it's it's much more than serviceable. Yeah. It's kind of art of the era. I mean, the most fun I had is that the uh, V-Rex, the Venomous Rex. Um, I think that might have been the artist's favorite part. Venomous Rex was, is fun. It's really fun. It was really fun. You look like, this thing is amazing. And you can tell that and with the others, it was fine. It's like, how do you have, like, She-Hulk and Hulk's kids look? And they looked kind of weird. But you've got Old Man Logan's whole design and look and is kind of awesome looking, and they do a good job. And this artist has the opportunity to, like, to reinterpret second-generation old Hazard, Hagrid, mm-hmm. one of those words, <laughs> interpretations, reinterpret um, old and tired villains or whatnot and even heroes. And it's all believable. And you're just like, you know what? This works. That sounds great. And hold on. We just got a big whiff of Adam's meat. Oh, that's right. He just put his meat right in front of my nose <laughs> and I took a whiff. <laughs> so that's some nice smelling meat you have there. He waved, he waved his tri-tip right in front of us. <laughs> that's what the fucking is. Said the actress to the vicar. Said the actress to the vicar. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, it's fun, and they make reference to other things, but even, like, go to the artist, and they're drawing the Rycicle Stadium. And um, he actually looked it up, because that's a great shot of what yeah, Rycicle really Stadium is, actually looks like. And this is Steve McNiven, who, who's mm-hmm. really good at drawing these big blockbuster action comics. He's done, He did yeah. Civil War. He's done... Oh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Who... He's so much. <laughs> uh, yeah, right, no. and so this is, like peak form drawing so it's a it's an elseworlds type but not really because it's marvel but it's great um and the colorist did a great job as too or whatever you want to call that the color and the thing because you've got these washed out colors and then it comes back in again and it's cool with the vibe going on here i really did the art about it with the story. What the hell is going on over there? <laughs> Digging through a drawer. Hey! Uh, <laughs> have fun with that, Brian. Uh, yeah, I'll have to edit that. <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of, I just want to throw this in as a random side note. Uh, speaking of uh, Civil War, um, I've been watching this documentary series on, uh, it's produced by Robert Kirkman. It's on AMC about the history. Mm-hmm. Of, it's the secret history of comic books. Um, mm-hmm. on, at the time we edited this, or we recorded this, it's the most recent episode, but I believe there's one coming out tonight, so I'll watch it tomorrow. But there's one on, um, it's called uh, City of Heroes or something like that, and it has to do with um, politics of 9-11 and how comic books dealt with it or whatever. And it actually has mm-hmm. uh, a good five to ten minute segment that actually discusses Mark Millar's um, writing on... I kind of tried to save yeah, it a little bit at the end. he kind of saved it. I kind of tried to save it. Uh, I couldn't tell. Drink. Might as well drink. Uh, but uh, it, they discuss Civil War um, a bit in that as well, and it's kind of interesting uh, discussing... It, I mean, we. I, I know that it was politically uh, discussing things that were happening at the time, but it's just kind of it's a little more interesting. They go into some more depth about some stuff that I wasn't completely. No. I didn't. I, not that I wasn't aware of, but I didn't really think and associate with it. So it's just pretty interesting conversation. Since it's a book we've already read, and I don't think we're gonna go back and read it. Mm. There's some more interesting things about that book uh, that might be worth checking out at some point in time. So uh, if you're so inclined and you have the AMC and all that i recommend that so uh cool does anybody else have anything or you want to jump into final grades um, let's jump, jump on in final grades Jamie, school is never a waste of time since we have 15 minutes until recess please put down your pencils and stare at the front of the room Doesn't need a-
It's report card time. It's report card time. It's report card time. I'm so fucking bummed. God, please, no! 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 Okay, um, so final grades for writing for our birthday boy, uh, Mr. Miller. Uh, what is your grade, Todd? No, I give this a B plus. I mean, it's uh, it was a lot of fun. It was kind of mindless fun. I mean, it hit me in the feels one or two spots, and there wasn't really any weaknesses going on. So it was good besides his geography. But okay. it was good fun. Yeah, B plus. Cool. Uh, I'm going to stick with you. I'm going to say uh, a B plus as well. A lot of the same reasons. It's a, it's a good, fun... It's not going to change the world, but it's a fun read. Um, and uh, I give it a slightly higher score because of what I'm going to recommend, but that's okay. Uh, Maya, what is your grade? I'm also at a B plus. Uh, yeah, it's just a fun read. Again, it's like you said, it's not going to change the world, but uh, it's still something that I think people should read. And, and you know, it's a book that's nine ten years old and you know working in a comic shop it's something that still continues to sell you know we order one or two copies of this every week and we sell one or two copies of this every week so it's not like you're selling a book that is shitty you know what i mean like there are worse things in the world uh cool so art for mr mcniven uh what is your grade uh maya you know i'm a i'm a big fan of uh steve mcniven's art uh from you know, Civil War on through many other things he's done. Uh, I'm going to give it an A minus uh, just because I, I like his kind of big, bold look. Um, and uh, I know, and I know he's not the, the colorist, but uh, the, you know, the colorist and Dexter Vine on inks, uh, Dexter Vines is his normal inker. Um, his art is just kind of one of those things that I think will always stand out to me. And uh, yeah, I'm going to give it an A. Todd, what is your grade for our artist? I'm going to go ahead and give it an A as well. I mean, it was um, it elevated the material, and mm -hmm. it set out, it did, um, it was great. It was nice and detailed where it wanted to be everywhere from the uh, fingernails on Hulk being gross and big and everything you were hoping for to when it's gratuitous and bloody, it was gratuitous and bloody, and yeah, you have its artsy moments, and he was able to do the over-the-top and yet the softer and the smaller all of the good times are the bright shiny moments and the dark shadowy ones he did a great job and it felt fit the content in the story I, I couldn't think of a different artist that would do a better job for this story than what this ended up being so yeah um, I'm also I'm going to give it a, a good I'm going to give it an A minus uh, a lot of similar reasons everybody spoke of before I think um, it's it's really well done it covers a lot of I mean if you look at it it has it goes from big epic vistas to sort of like intimate uh, uh, conversations between a man and a wife, and you know a man struggling with uh, you know trying to be a pacifist in a very very extreme and crazy world. Uh, I think I mean he does a lot of it really well for me. I mean just beautiful backgrounds and overall art to also just uh, getting something very personal. So I think it's I mean it's a great piece as far as art goes. Um, pretty damn impressive. Mm -hmm. uh, cool. Uh, I guess. Most, I mean, we used to, we were doing like other grades, but it doesn't really make any sense in this circumstance because, like, yes, it's done by Mark Millar. So, Miller. Ah, there's no yeah. saving that one. 
No, that was totally mine. Uh, so, I mean, like, he obviously gets an A for being by him, I guess. But yes. uh, if it's the, if so, it's yeah, the so theme for how Miller is it? It is yeah. very Miller. It's, it's pretty, pretty it's, it's, it's Miller time. It's medium Miller. It's, Miller yeah. it's, it's, it's pretty Miller. Pretty Miller. Uh, so we will go with uh, final overall grades. We'll start with. You know, it's an A minus. It's um, you know, Maya made a comment. It's perennial selling. Some things that perennially sell and sell all the time. There's a reason for it, and it's worth reading. I think it'll be read for a long time yet to come. So and for good reason. A minus. It's a great book. I'm gonna. Stick with you with an A minus as well. I think averaging between the writing and the art, I think it's a good solid book. I think it's a fun book. I think it does help to have a little bit of knowledge of the Marvel universe, but I think there's enough of the Marvel movies out there in this that you, if you've only ever seen the movies and you want to jump in and read this book, I think you'll you'll, you'll get some of the fun, more interesting idiosyncrasies of it. Uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, and Maya, what's your final grade? Uh, I'm gonna give it an A minus uh, just because. That's kind of the average between my A for story and B plus, or uh, A for art and B plus for story. Um, yeah, just it, it's an all around good book. Um, this is one of Miller's best things that I think he's done, and uh, as such, uh, I think people should give it a shot. Yeah, cool. Um, and with that ticking time bomb behind you, we will go into recommendations. <laughs> And now it's time for recommendations. That time in the show where the panel tells you all the crap they are currently into, but will forget about as soon as they see something shiny. How dare you? And what is that? You give your stamp of approval to everything. It's become meaningless. Why can't you be more like your wife? Lily's stamp is gold. I'm reading this book because of her. I'm drinking this beer because she recommended it. I'm even wearing this bra because of a lingerie store Lily told me about. I'll start out because I've been kind of teasing it. So they have continued on this story recently. Basically, the way they did it is is that they have sort of like a time loophole, and they've brought Old Man Logan back into the regular Marvel continuity. Does that seem fair to say, Maya? Yes. More of an extra plan. Okay. So they did a zero issue, which was written by Bendis, um, which also has the final issue of this book is also in that trade as well if i remember correctly it's in one of them mm -hmm. but then and that was okay well and what what that zero uh volume zero trade was was it was they did an old man logan uh mini series for secret wars which mm -hmm. is where that took place and then when secret wars ended and the universe got jumbled back up together and miles morales was in the main marvel yeah that's when he moved over there that's when old man logan showed up in the proper yes. marvel so I have had a massive comic book geek crush on Jeff Lemire right now, Canadian writer and artist who I think does some spectacular work, and I have been completely obsessed with his work. He is currently writing the Old Man Logan series, and um, I have, I'm not completely caught up on it yet, but I've been reading the first few trades, and I have very much loved them and would highly recommend them. It's sort of a great thing. It's very similar to what you have here, is where you have a, a man who is trying to do right, but now he's basically in... He's back in the past. He's already experienced the future, and so he's trying to prevent a future that may or may not happen. So it's, you know, it, 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 he's in a different continuity, so it may or may not take place. There is a great sequence, I believe it's in the second trade, where he basically tries to stop an event from happening, and then they show at the end of that, uh, end of that trade, they have an original Chris Claremont book where that same event actually happened. 
And so they've actually tied uh, Wolverine's wife in the future back to a character that happened in Wolver uh, in uh, the Chris Claremont stuff. So they sort of tied that whole thing together. And it's just artfully done. It's a very beautiful story, but it's it's this man who's sort of tortured about his loss of his family and, you know, trying to prevent, you know, himself from existing, really. You know I mean? Trying to prevent himself from becoming who he eventually did, even though he's an old man and he's back in the past. And so there's a great haunted quality. I think Jeff Lemire does really, really well. I know Maya got a little bored with it. Um, well, so, but... Yeah, what, what's your thoughts on that, Maya? Uh, I did get bored with it, and I also think it's pointless to have that character in the Marvel Universe, especially now that they're bringing back the real Wolverine from, and I'm making air quotes here, death. Mm, yeah. uh, and, and when they had already passed the torch on to X-23, who mm. is basically the new Wolverine, we don't need three Wolverines in the in the world. And, and Old Man Logan, it just seemed like they were wanted to cash in on oh there's this wolverine story that everyone likes and they're making a movie that's loosely based on it let's move him over into the real marvel universe and that'll sell some books uh well marvel's kind of tanking right now and it is because of their oversaturation and of and, and doing stuff exactly like that uh mm -hmm. i'm just not a fan and, and, I and, and i love jeff lemire and i love andrea sorrentino who is the mm -hmm. artist um they were the, uh, or she was the original artist on one of my favorite New 52 books, I Vampire. And, okay. uh, or he, I'm, I'm not sure if it's a. I think it's a he, actually, because I thought it was a she originally. Yeah, yeah. They also did an amazing run on Green, um, Arrow. It's on Green Arrow, which I bought that run and read that as well. Um, so, I mean, I, like I said, I've been on a hardcore Jeff Lemire kick recently. Mm -hmm. Like, I've read just about everything to get my hands on. Uh, but I taking that story that he's written uh, on its own, not necessarily taking into consideration the overall Marvel universe, I am very much in love with it. I understand the oversaturation issue. I totally get that. That story on its own remark, like, or, or on its own account, I think is really good. Um, and I'm really enjoying it. So, but... And, uh, well, he's, uh, he's no longer on the book because he's moving back over to DC, it seems oh, like. Really? Oh, yeah. He's, uh, uh, Jeff Lemire. Oh, really? Yep. Well, Jeff Lemire seems to be bouncing back and forth between Marvel and DC all the time anyway. Uh, and, I mean, he it's really, it's his personal stuff that he's been writing that I'm just completely in love with. Um, mm -hmm. I already recommended Royal mm -hmm. City on this book, on the show, I think. I read um, Underwater Welder the other day and absolutely loved it. I wrote... Uh, let, let me... Let me know when you read Essex uh, County. I'm actually looking at it, and I'm thinking about popping it open tonight. Uh, oh, so I'm, I'm really excited. But I am so in love with his work. It's not even funny. Like, I have a big geek boner for him. It's, it's like, ridiculous. Uh, and up, up sometime soon, uh, if you guys haven't already done it, we should do Sweet Tooth as well, which he wrote. Yes, Andrew. that's on my list of books that I want to buy <laughs> in the near future. So, um, uh, yes. We will have to get into that. Um, but that's my recommendation, uh, specifically the Wolverine run. But really, anything with Jeff Lemire on it, I'm, I've been a big fan of his right now. So uh, uh, nice. I recommend that. Todd, what is your recommendation? I'm going to stay with the Miller theme because we can't read all of the oh. Millers. But one I did enjoy when I was first getting in, and I still think it's pretty good, is it's a book he did, got made into a movie, but the art was done by J.G. Jones. Um, we just talked and gushed about it when he did the Batwoman elegy mm -hmm. art. And it's um, wanted. Okay. So. Okay. So <laughs> that—that's another Miller book that I am the, not a fan I, of. Okay. Um, for the for the gratuitousness. It is uh, very gratuitous, and it's fun. And there's things about it, but the it was part of my gateway. So it's uh, I've got a very I've got a fondness for wanted. 
in the order. Would I have the same opinion about it today? I don't know. I should read it again, but... Um, I actually read it about a week ago. Okay. Because, as I said, I've been trying to read down my pile. Uh-huh. I actually think it's an okay book. I think it's, I think it's fun, but mm-hmm. comparing Wanted, the comic book, and comparing Wanted, the TV show... Movie. Or, movie. or the movie... I've heard, I've heard the movie is nothing like the book. Have you ever read the movie? Uh, really isn't. Like, other than no. taking the same name of, like, a couple of, like, two characters, it re- they really have next to nothing to do with each other. See, even, uh, even, even before or not seeing the movie, I think uh, I have one mark against it for them not casting Eminem as the main character. Or Halle Berry <laughs> as, <laughs> as, as Angelina Jolie, because that's basically what the book is based yeah. on. Uh-huh. I, I think it's... It's a fun concept. I think the book by itself is fun, but if you go into that book thinking you're going to see that movie with curving bullets, no, no, and no. like a not even remotely close, nope. not a fucking <laughs> no. thing to do with each other. Um, if you go into that book expecting something a little bit more like The Boys, you'll actually probably enjoy it. Um, no. it it's, it's closer, more akin to like The Boys or mm-hmm. um, Incognito by uh, Brew Baker. Um, you know, sort of a something, something where it's a little more villain oriented. I think you'll you'll be a little bit happier with it. Um, but yeah, but uh, so I don't want to step on Todd's toes. But I actually have recently like read that and actually have a pretty strong opinion and, on that book. I haven't read it for at least ten years, so maybe I should give it another read. Maybe it'll, yeah. maybe, maybe like you, maybe mm-hmm. if it if there's a chance that might not hold up for you, maybe there's a chance that it would be better. My taste in ten years, yeah. Exactly. But J.G. Jones' art is always yeah. Oh yeah, amazing. It's amazing. The art is really song. impressive. Yeah, no, it's totally true. Like, so that and that's the thing. Really like, and Maya, what's your recommendation? You know, I didn't really have one, but I'm going to throw this out here just since you mentioned J.G. Jones. Way back in 2005, 2006, somewhere along there, uh, DC had this big, huge event called Infinite Crisis that Jeff Johns wrote. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not my recommendation, even though it is a very good book. Uh, but after the event was over, all of the DC titles jumped ahead one year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they did a weekly miniseries called 52 that went for a full year that told the story of what happened in that missing year between Infinite Crisis and all the books jumping ahead one year later. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a mixture. Uh, your, your four main writers were, oh, let's see if I can do this off the top of my head. It was... Greg Rucka, Mark Wade, Grant Morrison, and oh, I feel like an asshole because I'm forgetting the fourth person. But JG Jones did the covers to every issue, oh, uh, cool. and those covers are amazing. And and it did they did have rotating artists. I can't really say you know one artist did it because they probably had like ten or so. Um, but it's just a really fun book. Uh, it kind of focuses the main characters that it focuses on are. Uh, uh, like the Renee Montoya question, Booster Gold, uh, the Elongated Man, Adam Strange, Starfire. Oh, yeah, it was Jeff Johns was the other writer. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Animal Man, Steel. Uh, kind of because in that missing year, uh, Superman had basically taken a break. Uh, Batman had, take, had taken a break, and Wonder Woman had taken a break. So that was a year without the, the Trinity. Trinity. Um, and so you got to kind of see a few different stories and how they all ended up to uh, kind of the, the stories end up uh, kind of weaving together. And uh, it's a lot of fun. I remember I've, I've read it a few times. Um, I own it in, in I think they did four volumes, but now mm-hmm. I think they've re- they're 
They've either re-released it or about to re-release it in two volumes, so it'd be like 26 issues each. Uh, nice. But it's a really fun read. I'm sorry, I just had a really geeky moment here while you were talking about all that. You mentioned Renee Montoya, right? Yeah. Just that name. And I went, isn't that one of the detectives on Gotham Central? It sure is. Yep. She and is. I went and looked it up and I'm like, holy shit, I got that right. Yep. <laughs> sorry, that, that was, that was like just a deep cut for me. I was pretty proud of myself. It becomes the question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, so I, I like her character in uh, Gotham Central. So I was like, that's where I was kind of like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Um, and apparently she operates out of a uh, lighthouse in Outer Banks, North Carolina, which I used to live in, which we discussed when we did uh, 1602 or 1402, 1492, whatever it was. Yeah. 1614 something. 1602. 1602. Yeah. Anyway. 2017. Yeah. What? Where are we? Who are we? 1984. Yeah. Same difference. Here I was born. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, well, cool. So I think that'll do it for this week. Um, next week, we're going to be reading our final Mark Miller book, and then we can stop stressing over pronouncing his name properly. Um, we are doing a little heartfelt book I love called Huck, just in time for Christmas, something heartwarming and fun. Um, it is a book about a, a slightly slow individual who lives in a small town who uh, has decided that he's going to try to do one good deed every day. And you follow what happens there, and there's a little bit more than uh, meets the eye with this uh, with this this guy. Uh, so it's a fun, sweet little story, and that'll be good. The one other thing I want to throw out there, get an early start on it. Um, we are going to do, and this is a couple months away. I know we're going to do a March Madness um, in March, where we're going to let you guys all pick the books that we read. We're going to have four books, so we're looking for votes and looking for ideas. So if you would like to send them to us on Facebook or Twitter, or you can email them to us at uh, funnybooksandfirewater at gmail.com. All one word. Um, Start sending us your recommendations. We're going to be trying to get recommendations through the month of January and part of February, because we're going to have to start recording them. Uh, But we're taking stuff. Uh, Maya's kind of handling a bit of that. Is there anything else people need to know, Maya, Uh, as we get started on talking about that? Not right now. I'm still working out how I kind of want to... Okay be a little more interactive uh, on our social medias mm-hmm. but uh, okay. yeah definitely look forward to that and the awesome thing about that you can make us read awesome books you can suggest we read really shitty books if you want to get us that's angry true. and annoyed <laughs> uh, yeah the sequel to Bubba that's, that's why it's March oh Madness God, yeah. It, it, yeah. it could be maddening <laughs> yes. yeah it very well could be so uh, there's your chance to throw in suggestions and uh, we'll start figuring out what we're going to do so uh, uh, we actually we are kind of ahead of the game right now we have ourselves planned out through April but March is the uh, the big X factor where you guys get to come into play and say hey I think you should read this um, anybody else have anything they want to mention? No I think I'm good I'm good Okay cool uh, hopefully <laughs> poor Adam gets back with poor us next Adam. week Actually <laughs> you, you know what what what, uh, what, mm-hmm. what day is this episode coming out on is it this comes out so yes this will come out on the 18th so while he's looking for that i'm going to go see the sun tunnels out in western utah for the solstice it's where you wake up ass early and there's a bunch of tunnels that were put out there that rises perfectly with the solstice and the sun and it's something you can do once a year and it's kind of needle that's awesome but you have to wake up at like 4 a.m when is it the 21st of December, which would be this. Oh, cool. So it'll be the Thursday after this comes out. That's right. So that seems nice and applicable timing-wise. So yes. I was doing some math here because uh, I noticed we're on episode 88. It yes. looks like March 12th will be our 100th episode. Ooh, so with that March Madness, give us a really good one for that one. Or a really awful one. <laughs> and if it's really awful, uh, I don't know about 
everyone else, but I will vow to get really drunk and uh, that could be a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to verify that because I've actually been keeping a run of uh, the books. Like I have a list that I keep on a on a Google Doc that I should give you access to. Maya, I've given it to everybody else, but no one seems to use it other than me. Of course not. But. Um, <laughs> That is true. Our second week of March Madness, and also March March has five Mondays, so we're doing five books for March Madness. By the way, it looks um, like. But our second our second book will be on the twelfth. That is correct. It'll be our, our second March Madness book. So, wow, It'll come with something horrible, like or fun or great or amazing. Um, but yeah, like Girls by Alan Moore. Mm, no, Lost <laughs> Girls. No. <laughs> Uh, I will do it for you guys if that ends up thrown out there. But I will also need to go uh, uh, visit a priest after. Visit a priest. You know, Lost Girls is written by Alan Moore and is yes. followed to heart by Roy Moore. Yes, uh, it is. I'll provide the steel wool if you want to scrub yourself down oh, after that. Geez. Well, see, I think you're just giving people more ideas, man. I think they're like, oh, this sounds like a great plan. Oh, man, that'd be horrible. Okay. <laughs> or convince us there's writers and our authors or artists that we haven't talked about that are amazing and awesome. True. We yeah. have some that we have on our list as well. We we do have a very long list of stuff we eventually want to get to. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, there's fun stuff that way. So, mm-hmm. Well, cool. Um, and I think that'll do it for us. So yeah, start sending us recommendations. Um, and also, like, if you can hit us up on whatever listening platform you listen to this on and like us or whatever, that kind of helps us get a little bit further out there and more people can discover us. Because if we have more ratings on there, people can actually do it. Yeah. Uh, that goes for you guys on the show as well, you bastards. Um, I really should. I and, think Adam's handling our Scruff account. I know. And <laughs> Sheena, this is a personal call to you, Sheena. I want you to go on to iTunes and talk about how wonderful we are. Be our, you, be our emissary. Yes, yes thank Sheena. you. Strength of yes. Sheena. Yes. That's, true. That's her Instagram, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. She's trying to get followers, so yeah. follow Strength with Sheena. Well, that's uh, right. Yeah. Well, cool. Now we've rambled on enough. Uh, <laughs> this is actually, I don't know, this is a decently long episode. Uh, so, cool. Well, thanks all so much, and uh, we will see you on the flip side. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. This band of knuckleheads will be back next week with a new episode. Until then, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr as Funny Books and Firewater, and on Twitter as at FirewaterCast. Go to funnybooksandfirewater.com for the most up-to-date information, as well as cocktail recipes from this and past episodes. Thank you for joining us. And until next week, support your local comic shop to get your bartender well and stay hydrated.